Hey everybody, welcome to the Mini Break by Crack Drack. It's your daily podcast for storylines, results, and controversy in the tennis world. Today is Wednesday, August 7th, and we're here to talk some more Rogers Cup tennis. My name is Jamie McDonald, and I'll be your host for today. And with me is my Wednesday regular, the doubles partner, Matt Stachowiak. Matt, how's it going? Jamie, what's up, man? I'm still uh, trying to recover a little bit from yesterday's mini break, but I, oh, I, I yeah. got the juice, man. I still got the juice. More of a mega break, am I right? Yeah, I, there you go. That's right. <laughs> maybe that's a new one. Maybe anytime, uh, maybe anytime Gruskin gets on it, it's, it's actually called the mega <laughs> break. And then anytime else, it's the mini break. <laughs> nah, it, it, it was a lot of fun, though, man. And of course, yeah. I, I still got the juice today, so wait, let's have some fun. As well, it's, um, I'm glad to have you here. So, um, you know, listeners, as you know, the Rogers Cup is going on. Of course, it's a phenomenal event in Canada where the men and women are actually split sites, but it's all considered in the same tournament. They flip flop um, the venue each year, as opposed to the male being in one, female draw being in the other. This year, the men are in Montreal. That's how I keep it straight. Uh, but we're actually going to start with the women first. So the action from Toronto, which also, as you guys know, we record these the night before. So currently, some of these are still on court. The Canadian battle, Bouchard and Andreescu, that is still on court in the third, although Andreescu is looking pretty solid there. She's already up a break in the third after winning the second set 6-1. Um, also still on court, Sabalenka, the nine seed, is down a break to Pavlyuchinkova. So we'll see what happens there. We'll keep you... Um, Updated as we learn more. There's one final match after those two to go on as well. Sloan Stevens um, is taking on Buskova, so good luck to the American in that one. But without further ado, let's launch into some of these results. I always like to start with some of the American women and, you know, mixed results on the day here. Some good wins and some bad losses. I think the, the most obvious one to start out with in terms of a, maybe not a bad loss, but a tough one, Madison Keys going out to Vekic. Uh, Keys wins the first set 6-3 and then loses the second and thirds 7-6, 7-6. I know you already have some thoughts on this one, so I'll let you hop in first. Oh, man. All right. Jamie, here's the deal. 6-3. 5 4 40 love serving right i mean that 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 should be that should be it match over looking good going to going to be a solid straight sets win and then all of a sudden it's like uh, keys got the yips i don't know man it was just it was wild you knew when she got broken in that game to make it 5 all in the second set it was like oh here we go like this this does not have a good smell to it Something's going to turn out bad, and sure enough, she loses that second set tiebreaker. Now, granted, she came back in the third. They played a pretty even third set the whole way, but again, she just wasn't clutching the tiebreaker when she needed to, and she ends up losing those last two sets, 7-6, 7-6. I mean, I, to me, it's just it's not a good loss. Like She put herself in position. She was playing well enough, 6-3, 5-4, serving, 40-love, one foot in the finish line, and then... It's just, it turns around, man. So for me, yes, Vekic is a really good player. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But I mean, when you put yourself in that position, I mean, you've, you've got to finish. I mean, you've just, yeah. you've got to finish. And, and she didn't do it. She hasn't had that great of a year overall. I mean, for me, my expectations with Madison Keys, you know, going forward aren't going to be all that high. I mean, a, yeah. a lot of these younger American women are, are the ones that I'm looking forward to to just take the torch and, you know, have some better results. Because at this point, I'm just I'm not loving what I'm seeing out of Keys. 
Yeah, and so well, it's funny you say the younger. I mean, she's she's what twenty four, and so it's funny to think that it's like ah, oh, yeah, she's even old younger now, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you know, it's interesting you say this. I mean, we we got a lot of matches to get through, so we'll keep this one brief. But in your opinion, I mean, is this a is this a significant loss for Keys? Yeah, no, it really is, man. I mean, she was she was walking off the court. She was already like starting to cry and tear up a little bit. I mean, it was it was sad to see. I mean, she she knows that that was a huge missed opportunity. I mean, sh- she blew it. There's no way around it. She absolutely blew it. And yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough to recover from mentally, man. Her problem. It, you know, her physical game can be good. She plays that high risk, high reward style. We know that she can absolutely crush the ball, but mentally, man, you've got to be able to, to, to put matches away when they're in your grasp. And and she's struggled with that. So I don't know, man, it's going to be tough to recover from. Yeah, no, well, fair enough. But Hey, you know, we're in the hard court swing here. We we've seen how comfortable she can be on the hard court. So hopefully she gets that back. Um, and you know, this match doesn't eat away at her, but you know, in other news, we did also have some other Americans, um, you know, take a loss on the day. DiLorenzo goes out to Burton's two and one and just a, not a competitive match. Um, Venus Williams goes out to Suarez Navarro four and two. Daniel Collins uh, also suffers a three set loss to Siniakova takes the first set 6-4 and then loses the second and third 7-6-6-2. But in better news for the American women, Sophia Kennan gets a huge win over world number one Ash Barty, drops the first set in a tiebreak, but then comes back and plays a very clean second and third 6-3-6-4. I mean, what a great win for Kennan here. How about that, man? Upset over the number one player in the world. And that's what I'm talking about when I say younger American women. Right. Kennan is basically who I'm talking about. Her, Anna Samova, Coco Goff. You know, those types of players are the ones that I think, you know, are going to end up being better in the end than maybe a Madison Keys. But uh, no, for Kennan, I mean, look, I've said many times that I, I'm a big fan of her game. I think she's got a ton of talent. Um, what's interesting about this one, though, man, is like... <laughs> Her attitude, like she beats the number one player in the world and she hardly even cracks a smile. It's like she was she was still disgusted with herself at some of the things she did out there. You know, like she didn't play a perfect match or whatever and she expects even more out of herself. Like, you know, she expects to win, yeah. th- win that match in straight sets or something. I don't know. The one thing I want to yeah. see out of her is maybe just – a little bit more positive energy, you know, when you get a big win, smile, I mean, fist pump, get the crowd involved, you know, she stomps around a little bit on the court, I mean, she has that attitude, which, I don't know, a lot of times it works in her favor, but I'd just, I'd love to see her kind of just open up and, and, you know, have some fun, like, get pumped up, you just beat Ash Barty, like, enjoy it, you know? Yeah, I think, yeah, no, I, I think that's definitely fair, and, you know, we can, we can talk for hours about the different ways that players are on court and, you know, their attitudes and what drives them, you know, and then what is ultimately a detriment to them mentally. And, you know, everybody's different, of course, but I think one thing too, there's more of just a testament to Barty is, I mean, she just frustrates everybody, you know? So it's like, yeah, Kenan gets through this match, but not that happy about it seemingly. I mean, I'm sure she, I'm sure she is to some degrees like, wow, yeah, I just beat the number one seed, number one woman in the world. But at the same time, I mean, just a frustrating match to play, no doubt. And so that's something you see both, um, well, just generally, you see it as a big effect that Ash Barty has on people. But once again, just, you know, 
great match for Sophia Kennan in terms of just getting through that one, and she's on to the round of 16. So that's good stuff from her. Another American who comes up big, Allison Risk over Sakari, another three-setter. Yes. Comes up 9-7 in the third, about as close as you can get. That's another great win. You got any thoughts on that one as well? Yeah, man. I mean, I remember we were talking at the end of, of Wimbledon in the grass court season after Risk had such a good run there. It was like, we know she can play good on grass, but what's she going to do the rest of the year? Can she use that momentum from Wimbledon and carry that through on the hard courts? This is an example, man. I mean, this is a win. I feel like she, a, a year or two ago, you know, throughout her career even, she may not have won this match. Mm-hmm. But I, I it, it looks to me like she's got a confidence out on the court now. You know, and that's what propelled her to win this match yeah. against a good player in Sakari, 9-7 in that third set breaker. I mean, it comes down to just a point or two here and there. And it's huge for me to see her do this. That gives me a lot of good feelings for her, the rest of her year, you know, going into the U.S. Open. If she gets a good draw, maybe she can make a run again. Because obviously, and we've touched on this, all of her best results throughout her career have definitely been on grass. So now that, you know, this is a big win in a big time premier event on the WTA tour. So, um, let's, let's see where she takes it, but it's a, it's a big step. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with all of that there. Let's, let's run through a few more of the results here. Um, probably the most uninteresting one, uh, probably I apologize in advance on the pronunciation here. Svitek gets, uh, a 4-1 retirement over Tomlanovic. Uh, my apologies once again on the pronunciation of those. Um, I'm just a dumb American tennis fan, so <laughs> there it is. Uh, but the ones I do know how to pronounce, uh, someone like Azarenka coming through, a 2-2 two and two win over Georgie. Man, great win here. Good to see Vika Azarenka in good form. And, you know, Georgie, she was she actually looked pretty good um, even last week when she, she was playing. So she was definitely not in bad form, perhaps maybe a little tired. But nonetheless, Azarenka just owned this match. Um, so it's good to see her and man, you always forget about names like Vika Azarenka. I mean, she can do some damage on these hard courts. We've seen how incredibly successful she's been. And I mean, matches like this kind of remind you that she can be a threat, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Vika is always a threat. Anytime she steps out there, she's, she's got that pedigree. Um, but I, I think in this match, to be fair, I think she was the beneficiary of a of a good draw. Georgie, as you mentioned, did play really well last week in Washington, but I think fatigue really set in here. Yeah. And, you know, it just it, it ended up being a routine win. Georgie's mm-hmm. a kind of a player where she's hot and cold. She she plays kind of a risky style game, and when she's on, she's really good. And you know, she can also be off. So yeah. um, not not too surprising of a result here for me. But I mean, either way, it, it's a good result, and you know, definitely if she if Vika continues to play well, I mean, she can make noise. Fair enough. Another two and two routine win is for Alexandrova over Doi. That's two and two. Nothing too competitive on that one. Uh, Maria takes out Zhang three and four. Another routine win. Um, and Sevastova, the ten seed, going out to a different Zhang seven six six two. So those are all some of the matches on the women's side. Once again, we do have Sloane Stevens yet to come. She's set to take the court here pretty soon, within probably like ten minutes, um, depending on the other matches. I suppose it'll really just come down to that Bouchard Andrescu match because I think she's slated to be on center court after them. So they are currently at three two in the third with Andrescu serving up, still holding on to that break. Um, but we will see what happens. And once again, rooting the best, uh, rooting Sloan along in that American tennis. So 
let's go ahead and look at look at the matches for tomorrow. There's going to be some fun ones, of course, since we're getting into this. Now we're going to see more of the big seeds um, really come into the draw and come into play. People like Serena are going to be coming in. Uh, she's slated to play on center court at around 6 p.m. I think that's when... Er, I mean, that's going to be a really fun match. She's playing Mertens, um, someone who can definitely give her some trouble. Um, Bencic and Georges, that's going to be a great match. Suarez, Navarro, Kontovic, Azarenka, and Yastromiska. Siniakova taking on Svitolina. Brady and Halep. Osaka and Maria. Vekic and Kuznetsova. Some really great matches. we got Wozniacki is coming on as well. You know, if you had to pick one or two of these, oh, actually... I'm going to go ahead and cheat before I ask this question. The one I'm going to watch, <laughs> center court, the three-seed Pliskova taken on Allison Risk. I think that yeah. one's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, man, good choice. I mean, there were two. That was definitely w one of the ones that I was I, I had in mind. Um, you know, for the for the reasons that we just talked about with Risk. I mean, this is a big opportunity against Pliskova, who's extremely dangerous. I mean, if she could somehow find a way to upset her, I mean, that could uh, – that. I mean, I can only imagine what that would do for her confidence. So I'll definitely want to be tuned into that one. Uh, you know, Pliskova obviously is going to be the favorite coming in. But Risk, man, I'm telling you, she has a, a different confidence about her these days. So hopefully that's a good one. And then uh, you, you mentioned it as well. Serena and Mertens, I mean, that, that could be really good, man, for an early round match. I mean, that's a match that, you know, typically we might see in the quarters, semis, but... Um, you know, to have the, those two play this early is, I think we could be in for a good one there as well. Yeah, absolutely. No arguments on those. But without further ado, let's hop on over to the men's draw where there's some great action to break down as well. So once again, we're going to go ahead and start with the results that are either that have happened today or that are current. Um, as I've said multiple times, we're still recording here at night. But play does appear to be suspended. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt. I think it's still suspended from what I'm seeing. Right yes. now, currently on court, we've got Kyrgios and Edmund. Edmund taking the first set over Nick, 6-3. They're at 4-all in the second. Um, the other match that is currently on but suspended is uh, Basilashvili and Struff. Struff is up the early break, 4-2. Um, still yet to come. We'll, we'll see. I assume it's just weather-dependent. Cam Nori and Zverev set to go on center court, so that would be after that Kyrgios and Edmund matchup. But... There's some great results on the day, so let's go ahead and hop into those. Um, Millman and Lopez is one I want to start with because uh, it was just a really interesting match all the way around. Millman ends up coming out on top, drops the first set 6-7, then wins the second 7-6, and then finally um, holds on to that break 6-3 um, and wins it overall. What are your thoughts on this one? I know we were talking a bit about it. Yeah, well, Feli Lopez was up 3-1, up a break in the third, and then Millman just went on a tear to end that thing with five straight games on the trot to win 6-3 yeah. in the third. He got on I mean, a roll funny. and he didn't let go. He did, man. I mean, this it's funny because these two, they really, it's like a clash of styles. I mean, you've got Lopez, the old veteran who's going to serve in volley and chip and charge and come into the net and, you know, play a little more unconventionally. And then you've got Millman, who's just your classic grinder. I mean, just tracking balls down from the baseline fast as all get out. Um, it's funny, you know, it's funny when you see two different styles like that match up. I mean, we, we get it occasionally, but not all the time. So, uh, it was definitely interesting. And, you know, those first two sets tiebreakers, I mean, with Lopez, it's just so tough to break him. I mean, he's got that wicked lefty serve still. I mean, I know the guy's like 
almost 40 years old, whatever he is. He's like mm-hmm. 38, but um, he can still serve, man. It, mm-hmm. He really can. And, and you know, when you can do that, you're going to be in these types of matches. And, you know, when I saw him up 3-1 in the third, I thought it was a wrap. I thought that was going to be it. So Millman, credit to him, man. We know he doesn't go anywhere, though. So it's not a complete shock that he came back and, and fought his way to a win here. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like you said, just a fun clash of styles. I mean, personally, I always root for Lopez. So tough for me here, especially when I was looking at that third set following along. I was like, man, we're looking good. We're looking good. But uh, I hate to see it there. Uh, We can go ahead and move to a different match. Unfortunate for the Americans here in this one. Taylor Fritz goes out in straight sets to her catch 6-3-7-5. Got anything big on this one? Just kind of a disappointing one for me. But her catch is good, man. Yeah, he is good, and Gruskin and I talked about this. uh, Shout out to Gruskin, man. He called it. He took Hubie. I took Fritz. I hate that. I knew – well, we we talked about the fatigue. You know, Fritz has been on such a tear. He he made back-to-back finals in Atlanta and Los Cabos. So we knew that that there was a chance this might happen. I was just hoping that it wouldn't. Um, Herkoch is obviously a dangerous player, big guy, can serve well. He's he's really good all around. I mean, for a for a guy that's about six five, I mean, he moves well. So yeah, he does. I, I I can't say that I'm completely shocked by this. Um, but you know, if Gruskin was here right now, he'd uh, he'd definitely be laying into me for <laughs> for that. So fair enough. Um, you know, I think Fritz. And we talked about this as well. I think it may be a little bit of a blessing in disguise because now he gets the rest of the week off and he yeah. can kind of recover before Cincinnati, which I think that could be big for him. So, I think, Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Yeah, in a weird kind of way, I know it's an early round loss, but with as well as he's been playing, I think he can put this one behind him, chalk it up to, you know, some fatigue and then move on. Yeah, to me, you know, that's just kind of the last thing I was going to say on this one. To me, this really isn't a bad or concerning loss. It's kind of like, yeah, you know, her catch is good and you're fatigued as hell. So let's go ahead and get get some rest and, and then see what happens there. So yeah, I think he'll be all right. Um, another one that was a great match. Chorich ends up on top over Peter Gojewicz, two six six one seven six. Man, this one came down to the wire, but Chorich just showing why maybe he's uh, a little bit better. Eleven seed comes out on top. You got any thoughts on this one? Yeah, he snuck it out, man. He saved two match points. This one was absolutely down to the wire, even though those first two sets were kind of lopsided. Gojo, if you remember, made the semifinals in Washington last week, so he's been playing pretty well. And Chorich, we haven't seen him in a while. He played Umag um, in his home country, Croatia, a couple weeks back, but he lost early there. So we haven't seen Chorich a lot in recent times, and that's why I was a little bit nervous about this one for Borna. I didn't know how he was going to play. It turns out he snuck it out. I mean, which yeah. is good for him. Um, but yeah, it was tight, man. So we'll see if we'll see if if George can you know up his game a little bit more as this tournament goes on because he's gonna need to. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Squeaked it out, and he's lucky to be into the next round. But that he is, um, you know, another tight one, not quite as razor thin there, coming down to seven six in the third. But Pella and Gofen, what a great win for Pella. Honestly, he's been on a tear, regardless of the surface. I mean, of course, he's regarded as just a phenomenal player on the clay. But then he goes in the grass, makes that run at Wimbledon. Now we're back on the hard courts, and he's taken out Gofen six four seven six. I mean, he's looking really good. Yeah, Guido, man. I mean, this guy, I, I actually, I took the label of clay court specialist off of him. I, I had been the one 
for a while. I mean, not just me, obviously, but I had specifically called him out as being a clay court specialist. And I, I had to apologize to him on, on one of our pods that we did shortly after Wimbledon. Um, I, I'm taking that label off, man. I mean, this guy can play on all surfaces and he's showing it. I mean, what a great win over, over Gofan, who's been playing better recently. Has, yeah. So I mean, for Pella, man, I mean, this guy, he's like 29 years old now. You know, you would think that like the, the, prime of his career may be over but it doesn't look like it I mean it looks like this is his time right now and yeah it's great to see because he's showing out on every single surface yeah no he really is great tennis from him and you know it is always fun to see some of these guys who have been on the tour for a long time really start to have a bigger breakthrough and keep the their sort of ascent up the rankings that's always that's always a lot of fun to see so um great to see him there another argentinian who gets the win argentine argentinian i don't know i'm sure gruskin would correct me either way but <laughs> regardless a man from argentina gets a win here uh schwartzman over chechenato drops the first set three six then comes and wins seven six six four i mean man every i feel like i say it every time schwartzman gets on the court but what a grind i mean Oh, of course. And remember, he won Los Cabos. He's the one that yeah. beat Fritz in the final there. Yeah. So, machine. I mean, think that machine, man. I mean, for him to come back and grind one out like this, that guy's incredible, man. I mean, there's Absolutely. there's no question. I've always, ever since I started watching Diego Schwartzman, I mean, you can't help but just be impressed with, with his physical limitations, if I can call them that. I mean, let's just be honest. He's limited compared to pretty much everybody else. What he does on a, on a week-to-week basis is awesome. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So that's always a ton of fun to see. Um, and, you know, like I said, wins that third set 6-4 over Chechenato and just – Good for Diego, man. He just keeps going and keeps grinding. Love to see it. Um, a great Canadian battle was also taking place on center court. Um, FAA and Pospisil, who uh, they were playing dubs together, actually, and drew each other this early. So that's that's always an interesting dynamic. They Unfortunately, they lost in a pretty tight dubs match um, yesterday and then had to play each other today. As expected, Felix Auger-Eliassime comes out on top. But I will say... Tighter match than most would expect. He wins the first set 6-2, looks like he's cruising. Then Pospisil snatches that second set 7-6, and it really takes a third set tiebreak for FAA to pull this one out. But what a great match. Yeah, no, no question about it. I mean, I'm glad FAA did pull it out. Um, you know, both two Canadian players, they both have crowd support. You know, that a fun environment for those guys to play, and it's just... I mean, it's weird because I don't really know, like, these days what to expect, really, out of Vasek Pospisil anymore. I mean, there was a while there where he was definitely top 100, top 80 in the world, and he was playing a lot. But, I mean, we just – we're not used to seeing this guy these days at tour level. You know, he's been playing more challengers. So, I I think he did really well to to push this thing as far as he did, and it was a match that really could have gone either way. It it really was very tight, and so FAA just a little bit better – I'm um, glad that was the case because I think I think he can do some damage. Whereas Pospisil, I just I, you know I don't know about him. If he would have won this one, my my confidence level in him going forward wouldn't have been that high. But it's definitely higher for Felix. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And and one thing that's an interesting dynamic in this match, of course, they know each other so well. Of course, you know they're both Canadian. And they're you know they've definitely got that camaraderie going here. But you know it's it's interesting. The pressure is just so – well, maybe it's less than you think. I mean, of course, Pospisil is the older guy, more established, and wants to get the win. But 
from an outside perspective, I mean, the pressure is on Felix here. I mean, that, that yeah. oh, expectation yeah. is definitely for him to win. But, you know, Pospisil, we forget, this guy got up to 25 in the world. So, yeah. I mean, that was a long time ago. Granted, that was, what, I think it was, let me cheat here for a sec. January of 2014 was his career high of 25. Currently, he's 29 and 205 in the world. So right. quite a drop there. Um, but regardless, I mean, for him to show up and play this great match is phenomenal. I think maybe the fact that they know each other so well definitely played into how tight this one was. But ultimately, Felix gets it done as expected and as he should, given the trajectory um, of his career at this stage. So... Good on him. Good old Canadian battle. I'm sure it was a great one for the fans, and they enjoyed seeing that one on center court. But, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens with FAA in this draw. I mean, I think there's going to be pretty heavy expectation on him. You know, of course, he's the hometown favorite and going to have a ton of crowd support, but he better show up and get through these matches. Um, another center court one that I'm sure the fans enjoyed was Chilich over American Klon. Chilich ultimately, ultimately just showing his experience in this one, 6-3, 7-6. You know, it's unfortunate Klon really had a chance, I thought, to get this second set and send it to a third. Um, but Chilich capitalizes, wins 9-7, and he's on to the next one. Um, Jill Simone goes out to Radu Albot. This was an interesting one. When you, If you were following the scores at all, you would you were probably seeing that early in that first one. Jill Simone was looking like he was probably going to be okay. Uh, but then just loses 6-4, 6-2 in a very routine and honestly kind of unexpected um, loss for me. I mean, Jill Simone, sure, he's not at the peak of his career and not doing everything as you would expect to be super special or anything, but you know, just rare to see him go out 4-2 and two to a guy like Albot. I don't know. Maybe that's just me putting too much uh, stake. Counterpoint. Counterpoint. Albot has had a really good year. The best year of his career. He won a title earlier in Delray Beach. Um, I, I feel like, you know, to me, this, this result isn't quite as shocking in 2019. Like, if we were back, you know, several years ago, it would have been definitely a little more surprising. But, I mean, the way these two have been playing this year, I can't say that I'm completely shocked by this. And, and they do have similar styles. You know, they're both smaller guys. They grind it out. So, you know, one of those matches, Simone probably just didn't quite have his A game and Albot took advantage. But, you know, it is what it is. Fair enough. But, I mean, I think for me, it's like... Jill Simone, to me, is not somebody who just loses to people who are 40 in the world, 4-2. and two. You know, like, that's just, I, I don't know. I think, like, the Jill Simone brand is, like, you you grind with those guys. I mean, I think Jill Simone, let me look it up real quick. He's 34 um, in the world, and Radu Albot's 39. So I feel like in, in, th in that sort of way, maybe it's just my expectation of it. I don't expect this to be that routine of a win, especially someone who um, could be as consistent as him and, you know, can can – get points pretty much uh, anywhere on the yeah. return games. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't get a ton of free points on the serve games. Let's be honest. We know that. Right. But it's one of those things where I just old, don't man. expect – I just don't expect a 4-2 and two loss to someone who's 40 in the world from Jill Simone. I think he's above that. I don't know. Uh, he's old, though. I mean, I feel okay, like – Okay, he's not that old. Come on. Well, I mean, he's 34, I, so – but, like, he's not, like, ancient. Not I mean, 40. he's he – no, but I mean, thirty-four. Look, we know. I mean, yeah, he's he's prime. toward the end of his career. You're definitely right. There's no shake in that part. Right. I, you know, I don't know. Is he disappointed? I bet. I bet at this stage, he he's gonna shake it off. He'll be fine. He'll move on. I mean, he's always a threat, right? I mean, nobody wants to see Simone because you know you're absolutely gonna have to work hard. Um, I, I just chalk it up to he, he didn't have his game today. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. That could very well be the case. So um, let's go ahead and move on as well. A uh, Probably an unexpected one for me here, the Damon Hour loss. I know this was a topic on a previous mini break as well. He goes out yep. to Dan Evans in straight sets. Granted, there were some very close straight sets. Dan Evans just um, a little bit better in that first, holding on to the break, 6-4, and then 7-6, 8-6 in that second set. So um, that ultimately sets up a big one for Dan Evans. We'll talk about matches upcoming, of course. But um, that one, I think... I don't know. I think a lot of tennis fans would have probably liked to see Damon Hour get through that one just for the match that it would have set up. But, hey, that's not for the sure. way it goes. But we'll yep. talk about that one in just a bit. Isner, the big American, getting through after dropping the first set to Thompson of Australia. 3-6, 6-3, 7-6, 8-6 in the third. Um, <laughs> big one for John. We always expect yeah. a, I mean, 7-6 in the third is a, a pretty fitting way for John Isner to get through a match. So I can't really say <laughs> can't really say we're too shocked there. I will One thing I will say before we move on to tomorrow's matches, though, is it does look like um, action has resumed. Kyle Edmund finished the one, that one out over Curios, 6-3, 6-4. Um, probably pretty unexpected, but, you know, Curios, nope. he, I, I don't know. In terms of, let me let me on, say this, Jamie. I, I I was on record yesterday. I called I called this. I said Edmund was definitely going to win. I had zero confidence Kyrgios would win this match. Well, Coming not unexpected. Title, not unexpected for you then. Let's put it that way. I think just a, a I don't know the average person watching. They see this matchup on paper. They probably think Kyrgios is going to win. But what I was going to go on to say is, he was very banged up. I mean, you saw how much tape and everything he had. You know, he's mentally emotionally and physically drained from that title run you know so that's it's tough to see i wasn't i wasn't as bold to go ahead and claim it in advance so props to you on that one um however he's out of the draw and you know what he's probably feeling okay about it he's probably pretty all right with that of course he is Of course he is, man. He just, he won Washington. That's why I knew this was going to happen because he hasn't proven any time really throughout his career that he can string back-to-back weeks together on tour. That's why he he hasn't won a slam yet because it's two weeks and and he just, he can't do that. I knew he was going to be jacked about winning Washington, little banged up, little fatigued. And mentally, to be able to come right back just a couple days later and play in a Masters thousand, I just, I, I, I figured this was going to come. Well, I once, really did. Once again, good on you. And Kyle Edmund the Brit moves on. Just to update you on the other match that is currently on court, Basile Shafili and Struff. Struff came back out after the delay, got another break, and went ahead and capitalized. Got that first set 6 2 over the 13 seed. So he's looking good on the hard courts. Let's go ahead and hop to matches for tomorrow. We've got some good ones. Uh, I think one of the big ones is Nadal and Dan Evans. I think a lot of people were wanting it to be Nadal, Damon Hour, but that's not what we get. We get Nadal, Dan Evans, which I think will be a lot of fun. I don't think anybody is really pulling and saying that Dan Evans is going to win this one, but we'll see what he can do. Gasquet, Nishikori is one I'm definitely going to keep my eye on. One that I think is a ton of fun is Sitsipas and Hercatch. Yeah, um, that's going to be a big matchup to me. I think a very winnable match for her catch, but at the same time, once again, Sitsipas coming in much higher ranked. I believe he just got to top five officially in those live rankings for ATP. Um, he's the four seed, so he's definitely got the expectation to win this one. Shapovalov taking on team, a battle of two incredibly explosive guys from the ground. Big strokes, big one-handed backhands. Batista Agut and Schwartzman, that's going to be a grind from the back of the court, of course. 
uh, Chilich and Milman. Uh, there's definitely some potential there. Ajay Aliassim has to take on another Canadian in the 17 seed Milos Ronic. Tommy Paul taking on Fonini in a match that I think could have a ton of highlights. So just get yep. get ready to capture some uh, some phenomenal shot making in that one. Hachinov taking on Vavrinka. Chorich yep. <clears throat> Manorino. Ivashka taking on Montfi. Christian Guerin taking on John Isner. Man, there's and. Finally, Albot and Pella. Man, there is so much good tennis tomorrow. I can't even – it's hard for me to even boil this down. Well, I was just going to say, man, I can't do it. Like I'm looking at these. I'm excited for tomorrow. I mean, come on. Shapovalov and team? That's yeah, that's explosive. Be I mean, that is explosive right there. Of course, the next-gen battle, Sitsipas and Herkoc, is going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. The two Canadians, the, the young one and the old one, going at it in front of the fans – no Wawrinka, I mean, two guys that are going to be ripping the ball. And how about TP, Tommy Paul, man, taking on Foggs? You never really know with Foggs. He's kind know. of a wild card. I, I, I mean, could that be upset alert? Possibly. Tommy's playing really well. I guess it just depends which Fognini shows up. Yeah. But, you know, I think man, there's, I mean, there's a real case Fognini goes out there and just slaps him off a of court. But, you know, hey, that's pretty much a case, that's pretty much a case that right. can be made almost against any player. So, yeah. you know, that can happen. But, yeah, no, I think there's a very real chance. I think if you're Tommy Paul, you go into this match with a real um, possibility to win this one. One that I'm going to keep my eye on, of course. I'm sure Gruskin would give me trouble with my love of Abrinka. But Stan taking on Hatchinov, some more oh, yeah. big hitting in that one. I think that one's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, even though Hatchinov is the seeded player here, I think once again, Again, Vavrinka walking in thinking, hey, I can take this, and I should take this for sure. Yep. Um, I guess the other one for me that we haven't touched on is, uh, you know, a bit of a veteran battle. Uh, Gasquet and Nishikori. Um, I think yeah. Nishikori is definitely expected to win this match, of course. He's the five seed. You know, he's the one who should really be pushing it here. But... I mean, I don't know, that backhand, that smooth backhand of Gasquet. I mean, look, he takes out Benoit Pair, fellow countryman, um, in straight sets. And Benoit Pair has had a phenomenal year. So, you know, Gasquet was obviously doing some things right. He's looked okay. I think the expectation here is Nishikori to take him out in straight sets. Um, yep. That's not my – that's definitely not my – need to watch match on the day but just an interesting clash that you know you don't always see between these sort of veteran guys but so many so many good matches um in this draw and just reminds you again and again why masters 1000s are so phenomenal on the men's side i mean it's just man everywhere you look you can't avoid a blockbuster matchup really yeah, I mean, it's in tomorrow's Wednesday or today, I guess, uh, for, for listeners, it's Wednesday. Exactly. I mean, it, you know, middle of the week, unbelievable matches. I mean, we're, uh, whew, it's going to be good. I, I'm going to try and watch as much as I can. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to have to, uh, Get the streams up. And oh, yeah, absolutely. Be rolling, man. Well, I'll try to be there with you. And listeners, we hope that you do the same. Don't miss out on all of this action. Um, we're going to be covering it for you, whether it's through podcasts um, and results. Don't. Also, forget to check out the Twitter feeds and Instagram. We're going to have you covered there and talking about big-time matches and anything that we see that we feel uh, needs to be talked about. So without further ado, Matt, I will be letting you go here. Thanks again for hopping on with me as my Wednesday dubs partner. What do we say to our listeners? That's a break. All right, and we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks. Thanks.